Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Comedy Central. From New York City, the only city in America, it's the show that invented news. This is The Daily Show with your host, D.L. Hughley. I love you right back. I love you like a rock, and that's hard, damn it. I'm D.R. Hughley, and this is the very first day of Black History Month. White people never quite know what to do. I'm sorry it's not longer. It's crazy. I think it's, it's cold out there. It should be illegal to be this cold on the first day of Black History Month. I don't even think uh, Black History Month is in February because it's the shortest. I think it's because it's the coldest. That's why. Ain't no way in hell they're going to march in February. I know that. <laughs> you can have voters' rights in May. That's... <laughs> All right, we have a lot to talk about. It's, so we're going to get to the headlines. In big news today, um, a very, very famous quarterback, uh, a legendary quarterback... Tom Brady said that he is retiring for good. He should have a sandwich, though. Okay, that's that thing on. He's retiring for good again. This dude retires more than Cher. But of course, he's still breaking records. Not only is he the oldest quarterback in the NFL, now he's going to be the youngest retiree in Florida. I can't wait to see Tom Brady riding around a golf cart in the villages. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> and, and here's some very good news for fans of casual sex. Colleges around the country are, install, are starting to install vending machines that sell the Plan B emergency contraception kit. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't think you should rely on a vending machine for your Plan B. I mean, By the time you find those couple of quarters, the baby's going to be born. (laughs) 
<laughs> dad, dad, why do you call me Doritos? Because that's what dropped out instead of the pill. <laughs> now go find your brother Cool Ranch and get in the car. <laughs> and in uh, some other news, uh, of course, the memorial service for Tyree Nichols uh, was held today. Um, there were a lot of things that were interesting about the funeral, but there was something that was slightly different. An emotional farewell in Memphis, Tennessee. That's where hundreds of people gathered this afternoon for the funeral service for Tyree Nichols, who was remembered as a loving brother, son, and father. And this was also a call for justice, with Vice President Harris and the Reverend Al Sharpton pledging to get policing reform passed. That is right. It is the very first time in history that a president or vice president that have, have attended the funeral of, of a black person that was slain by the police. So, not even Obama. He didn't go either. So, he sang a lot of ama grace, amazing grace a lot of times, but not by people that were killed, black people that were killed by the police. But, but Kamala went, and I'm very proud, and I'm happy she showed up in black mode, not in cop mode, because, uh, I mean, she was a district attorney, and that could have been a sting operation. You know, they tell you you got a free TV, but you're just behind in child support, so you go to jail for a month. Never mind. I'm, I'm <laughs> I would have liked to see Mike Pence go to a black funeral. That would have been funny as hell. <laughs> Jaheem, is it? I'm sorry about your loss. Uh, where's my wallet? Oh, those are classified documents. I'm sorry. That's not that. But seriously, there is a good reason uh, to have a black vice president. If you're not going to do anything about police reform, at least you can have somebody that goes to those funerals. But uh, here is a crime story that is captivating the nation. Somebody is f***ing with animals. Now to some good news overnight about two monkeys that went missing from the Dallas Zoo. They have been found, but police are still looking for the person who apparently took them. This morning, mystery at the Dallas Zoo. Two missing emperor tamarind monkeys found in the closet of an abandoned home. The latest in a string of suspicious incidents. Dallas police telling ABC News they received a tip directing them to the monkey's location. Authorities say they're also trying to determine if several incidents at the zoo last month, including an escaped leopard, and the suspicious death of an endangered vulture are connected in any way. And it's that unknown keeping zoo officials cautious. Those monkey lo monkeys look like Civil War reenactors, don't they? I mean, I just... <laughs> Who snitched on the monkeys? I don't understand that. <laughs> they did. They look like Civil War reenactors. Dear Clarabelle, the war drags on. My fondest wishes until the day we meet again. <laughs> uh, but they actually found the monkeys because somebody next door heard a suspicious noise and called the cops. So even monkeys got Karens. It's crazy. <laughs> and they found these monkeys very fast. They found them faster than they find most people. So if I ever go missing, don't tell them I'm me. Tell them I'm a panda. I'm not. <laughs> Here is my question. How is a zoo going to accuse anyone else of stealing a monkey? <laughs> Where the hell did you get the monkey from? <laughs> For more on this kidnap, we turn to Michael Costa, who is at the Dallas Zoo right now. Hey, Mike. Michael, why the hell are you dressed like that? Well, 
because I'm a professional DL. I wanted to see who's been stealing the animals, so I went undercover as a monkey and I infiltrated the zoo. I spent $20,000 on this disguise. You wasted your money, that disguise is shitty. <laughs> I can't believe the zookeepers, they haven't noticed you. Well, well, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this story, but the zookeepers here aren't exactly the best and the brightest. They asked me if I was a monkey and I said yes, and that was good enough for them. All right, so how is the undercover operation going? Not great. I, I've been here a week, but I haven't seen any kidnappers. Even worse, one of the monkeys has been trying to mate with me. I've been going along with it to keep my cover, but now it's getting pretty serious. I mean, she wants me to groom her back, and that's a big commitment in the monkey kingdom. Now, I'm flattered, but I want to keep my options open. There's a lot of hot monkeys in here. Hey, Michael, why don't you get the hell out of there? Just tell the zoo guards who you are, and, and they're gonna, and then you wanna leave. I, I can't, DL. I'm a professional journalist, and I won't rest until I figure out who the kidnapper is. Plus, I wanna stay for lunch. We're getting grapes today, so. <laughs> what? what? Uh, okay, uh, okay, uh, sorry, DL, I, I gotta go. Lucy's getting jealous, so. He's just a friend. I'm allowed to have friends. <laughs> Baby, come on, don't be like that. I mean, this is, what are you gonna, when we come back, I am going to find out how you are celebrating Black History Month. You don't want to go away. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So I was telling you that this is the very first day of Black History Month, so I thought I'd hit the streets to ask black and white people how they were celebrating. As we enter yet another Black History Month, we thought it was important to connect with people and to, to find out what their idea of black history was. And nothing says black history like Hollywood Boulevard. Actually, it's the closest that the crew will come to Martin Luther King Boulevard. So. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, it's Black History Month. Absolutely. What excites you the most about it? I think it's an opportunity we can celebrate ourselves, our contributions as a people. Like, it makes me feel good. I love Black History Month. What do you love about it? Our kids are getting more educated. Not in Florida, though. Well, I don't know about Florida. <laughs> Nobody does. Um, what do you know about Black History? 
Uh, I'm tourist, so I don't know much, but I respect everyone. I like white, black, brown, everyone. I, I know, but they already had their turn. It's our turn now. Oh. What, what does Black History Month mean to you? Celebration. A celebration. Are there any black people you'd like to celebrate? Martin Lawrence. Martin Out of all the black people, I mean, I love Black History Month. Yes. You excited? It'll be my first. It's your first Black History Month? Yeah. How long have you been black? <laughs> my whole but we don't do it in South Africa. Oh, you don't do it in South um, Africa. What's the blackest thing you've ever done? I think um, when we have guests over, uh -huh. and I don't want to share our food, so we just all go hungry until they leave. <laughs> What's the blackest thing you've ever done? Eat chitlins. Oh, man, I put a cereal in a glad bag so, <laughs> so I can keep it from the roaches. Because if the roach ate it first, I'm damn sure I ain't going to eat it. That's so black, I'm embarrassed. Every time I go to a new city, I like to go to the grocery store. Right. I'll stop, I'll get some watermelon and some chicken, right. and I'll see if they'll say something to me at the register. <laughs> Has anybody ever? Don't go to Mississippi. <laughs> Have you ever been denied a loan? No, I haven't. No. That's, that's probably the whitest thing you've ever done. <laughs> what is the whitest thing you've ever done? Uh, with surfing. You didn't shut up. And how did that work out? Uh, not very good. What is the whitest thing you've ever done? Improv. Uh, pay my taxes. Uh, mayonnaise. Can you name any of the members of the Wu-Tang Clan? No, I can't. <laughs> you know any of the words to the Black National Anthem? That's messed up, but I don't. No. You know any of the words to the Black National Anthem? Come I know on. to stand up. Even if you don't know the words, I don't you know, know the words. you're going to be respectful. Can you name any members of the Wu-Tang Clan? No. Have you ever been late somewhere? Heck no. I'm very punctual. That's pretty white. I know. You think Kanye should be forgiven? I think, yeah, he just, he needs help. Okay. <laughs> Do you know any of the members of the Wu-Tang Clan? No, 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 that's messed up. I'm, 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 you're about to take my car from me right now. Give it here. Give, give it here. Like, no, give it here. You know any of the words to the Black National Anthem? No. You know any of the members of the Wu-Tang Clan? I do. Who? Ghostface Killer, Raekwon, uh, got Jizza, Rizza. My my that's it. What is the blackest thing you've ever done? Um. I went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle. Yeah. What is the blackest thing you've ever done? Oh, damn. Uh, That's pretty black right there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you follow anybody on black Twitter? I don't have a black Twitter. Smoke weed. I was in a hip-hop group in high school. No, you weren't. I was. What was your name in the, in the, in the group? Uh, Big and Tasty. Big and Tasty. Give me some. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Bread chasing like a bakery. Like, I don't know. I like that. What is the blackest thing you've ever done? <laughs> That's a racist question. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what, is <it> <laughs> what is the blackest thing you've ever done? Uh, talking to you. <laughs> All right, stay tuned because when we come back, Dominic Foxworth will be joining me on the show. You don't want to miss that. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a former NFL player and the president of the NFL Players Association. He is now a writer and a commentator. Please welcome Dominique Foxworth. Black History Month. Oh, happy Black History Month to you, too. <laughs> I appreciate all the white people celebrating. They yeah. don't know who I am, but they clapping oh, for me anyway. No, no. They both think we're in the end of it. <laughs> um, you know what's interesting? It is Black History Month, and, and uh, the first day Tom Brady oh, <laughs> announces his retirement. That's yeah, hilarious. I mean, and on the day, or the way leading up to the Super Bowl, right? first two black quarterbacks ever. in the Super Bowl of ever, and we also had... Yeah. We also had... Um, over the weekend, what I believe to be the blackest moment right. in playoff history. Right. I don't know if you saw Patrick Mahomes' daddy on the sideline, Patrick LaVon yeah. Mahomes' yeah. daddy on the yeah. sideline. Oh, I yeah. loved it. It sounded so much like my black uncles. Yeah. It was, when you say, what's was his middle name? Oh, LaVon. Then you know it's going to be black. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was the familiar yeah. den of a black uncle. Oh, yeah, it was. It, it sounded like a, like a leather <laughs> baseball cap. It's the blackest Super Bowl ever. Oh, 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 oh so yeah. good. That's the kind of dude come over you high the jury. He said, I'm smoking on that Joe Burrow. Yeah, 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 <laughs> just like Bob. But it is, it's historic. Two black yeah. quarterbacks started for the first time. And what does that mean to you? You're a former player. What does yeah. that mean to you? No, I mean, I think it, it, uh, it represents, I hate the word progress, but it does kind of sure represent does. some progress. I mean, there's lots of other things in the NFL and in the world, frankly, that we need to work towards. But one thing that we've had to finally accept is black quarterbacks are perfect leaders, perfect right. quarterbacks. And the problem was that they didn't think they had the intelligence. I think um, it's, it's one about the intelligence and, the and also in the leadership, and right. it's also about y'all. Like, right. frankly, it's about what the, what the quarterback represents right. on a football team right. is something that uh, white people in America in general were never comfortable with seeing right. a black person uh, represent that. So it's been... It's been great to see not only have so many successful black quarterbacks, uh, and we saw even some quarterbacks that are black that aren't good, right. which is a show in progress, too. Yeah. Because we, we could be just as shitty as you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is progress. But the most like uh, exciting thing about it is the future of the league. The best quarterback that I think any of us have ever seen is Patrick Mahomes. I think I've never seen anybody be able to do the things he does. Now, you got to, of course, you got to be great over a long period of time. Because there are people who started out that way. I thought what um, Cam Newton was doing was remarkable. And then, and then, and then you see what happens. It, it's interesting because we talk about football. And there's, there's a, a market difference between the way players in the NFL are treated and the way players in the NBA are treated. And I think primarily it is, it is the ownership. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the, uh, the ownership in the NFL has a decidedly different view 
of their commodity than the NBA does. Like, you would never see an NFL uh, NBA t- owner talk to a major star like, like NFL. If, if, if somebody talked to LeBron James like they talked to some of these stars, yeah. it would be over. Yeah, I mean, Le- LeBron James has a disproportionate amount of power, but, like, Singling out the NFL, and trust me, I'm not going to be up here defending the NFL, but the NFL exists in our society. And frankly, NFL is no different than any other workplace. And so, like, the hierarchy that exists in the NFL is, like, it's going to be blacker at the bottom or minorities at the bottom, and you go up higher and higher, and there's less risk, there's less danger, there's less injury, there's less pain, but there's more money, there's more success, there's more protection. And that's, like, that's true in the NFL, and frankly, that's true in the NBA. It, That's true. Everywhere. everywhere that y'all work is true. It's true in this building. Yeah. Sorry, I, they may not have not me in back. This building. Yeah, not, not yeah. Anymore. Okay. Not yeah. today. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not today. You know, it, it's interesting because we we watched when I watched what happened to uh, Hamlin mm-hmm. on the field. Um, I was personally like like because I'm I watch football a very long time and I, I'm sure you've seen a lot of injuries. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah. And um, the way that the players reacted. Um, it was it was it was hurtful. I mean, obviously you were sad that somebody was suffering there, but it was such a beautiful human moment yeah. because the NFL got to be human. Yeah. They, like the coaches, like we ain't playing this game. Yeah. And the owners, like, yes, you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the, you you got to see men that just were empathic and and just right. men who were crying and praying. Yeah. And not because they won or they lost, because right. they were praying for for somebody who was in yeah. need. I played for a long. I played a long time. I was in a game where a player got paralyzed mm-hmm. um, on the field and he was taken off. We waited five minutes, warmed up, and played again. All right. I played in a preseason game where a player died in a locker room afterwards. Like, I've been around some mm-hmm. ugly parts of football, but to your point, I've never seen anything what, like... What do you think was different about that? That particular play, is his heart stopped on the field. I mean, but we've seen people pass out. We've yeah. seen people have... But it was something different about that that made... Because yeah. I didn't think it was all that bad at first. Right, I, none I'd of seen, us did. Hell, I passed out during COVID. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, but there was the way, because I think that people are used to certain types of injuries or seeing certain types of things, but that scared everybody. Yeah, the reaction from the players really, like, scared all of us. And I think this all goes back to the original conversation that we were having about, like, American culture and the hierarchy that exists is you show up at those games as a player and you know that there is no limit to the risk that you're taking. Right. But awful why, why, things why would happen. you do it, though? Well, you do it because you grow up. So when you were a kid and you want to play football, you decide before you're like of clear mind. Right. And then you show a propensity for it. And people just keep pushing you along, keep right. pushing you along. And nothing's wrong with that. I, and frankly, when I came up, we were unaware of the CTE stuff. Sure, that came sure. out while I was in would the Would that league. have changed your mind? I like to think it would, but I doubt that it would. And to be honest with you, I don't um, begrudge any of the players now for participating in a game knowing the risk that it takes. The thing that frustrates me is there is a cap on the amount of money they can make, on the amount of uh, like health care they can receive. The league negotiates for a cap on that. But on the other side, the owners, the coaches, the general managers, but, there's but no cap the, on their success. But that's up to the players, really. Because there's a sense of if, 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 if NFL players didn't play, that shit would be rugby. Right. Yeah. And I think the goal is to make you pretend like you don't have a choice or believe you don't have a choice. You go to some of the finest institutions of higher learning on the face of the earth. You went to Harvard. You're a very bright man. But to make you believe that you're beholden to a thing because of your mind so, is the biggest game in town. So I agree and I understand. So to be clear, I went to Harvard Business School. I'm a terp through and through, oh, yeah, first of yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, the first... He's, he's downplaying Harvard. Yeah, man. I know somebody went to the new school. Let me tell you something <laughs> oh, <yeah>. about that. <laughs> 
would say that <laughs> quality callback. Harvard is no new school. Yeah, Let me tell you quality that. callback. <laughs> now, I would say that I get your point, and I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but like we all exist in the society, and I think the players as a whole, solidarity is power. If they stop Absolutely. playing, you can get what you want. And all of us can get the things that we want sure. if we band together. But the challenging thing about negotiating with the owners, it's the same thing that we all face, is trying to change a system that's entrenched. The people who are already in power in that situation. Sure. So if you are to strike, if you're a player, to, if you're a group of players to get what you right. want, that's essentially a war of attrition. Right. The commanders, the Washington football team, it's reported is going to sell for $8 billion. Right. How do players win a war of attrition against them? And then you compound that by the fact that we get pressure from everywhere. Sure. No one comes down so rarely. I think it's changing some now, but so rarely do fans come down on the owners when there's an issue. Not at all. They're mad at the players Be- all the time. Because that, that's the face that they, or they can't even see the face because they have a, right. a helmet on. Um, <laughs> I think you guys have a tremendous amount of pressure on you in, externally because... Um, if you're an athlete, um, you, people aspire to be you. And, and there's an amount of external pressure that society, from a civic perspective, from a cultural perspective, um, from an activism pr- perspective. So, and and it's, it's really important, because the only time generally they see black people is we're running, jumping, singing, or dancing. Yeah. It really is. It's right. the only time we have everybody's rapt attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how do you balance the fact that you are a professional, you have commitments you have to, uh, you're obligated to, but you still have a commitment to making things better yeah. for a community. And so it's unfair, but that's life. It's unfair that that responsibility falls on black players because it doesn't fall on black, on, on white players. Sure. Like no one has this, this expectation sure. of white players to do the same thing. But as black players, they all know that that expectation falls on them. But I think Howard Bryant wrote a great book called The Heritage about the history of activism and athletes. And it's changed the position of the players um, and and activism has changed. And I think that that's incumbent on us as spectators and people who care about it to understand that athletes aren't activists anymore as much as they are like flashlights. They are not entrenched in the fight in the way that say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was, which is fine. So when they get an opportunity and they say, look over at Tyree Nichols, then it's our job Mm -hmm. to jump in. Because we can't expect them to commit themselves to being the best in the world and then also commit themselves to be on top of the latest reading and the latest, like, But it's, it's really self-preservation. Strategy. Virtually every skill set that got you on that field will get you, will make yeah. you a hero on Sunday, will make you a target on Monday. Mm-hmm. If you're big, you're fast, you're strong, and you're black, mm-hmm. on Sunday, that's an attribute. On the streets of, the, of, 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 of this country, it is a detriment. Yeah. So it, it is self-preservation. There's, one, there's yeah, only one fair. standard I have. Do what you can to the best of your ability. Do what you can for as long as you can, for all that you can. And I think that one thing I will say about you, even before I got a chance to meet you, I love how erudite you are. I love how nuanced you are. Because most things aren't just black and white. And, 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 and I love how you don't just depend on your physicality. You have never just depended on that. But I, I hated how you played. You said, I went to, I'm a turf. Now, <laughs> nobody would ever put yeah. Maryland well, above man. Harvard on any resume. I, I would. <laughs> but it ain't no new school. <laughs> you, you, you've seen that there's a pretty broad continuum of experience between the way the NFL was then and it is now. Are you more hardened or more disappointed by the direction it's going yeah, um, I think that's a tough question. I think I am. That's why I'm here, baby. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, I think that 
<laughs> it's not about the NFL, and I'm guilty of this as much as anybody else, is we think of the NFL as a single entity, which, like, yeah, it's an institution, but the NFL is made up of a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And the most important entity in the NFL is the players. And so that, like, gives me optimism because I've never been more impressed, more excited, more invigorated by not only the talent, but the perspective and the engagement of these players. We talked about Patrick Mahomes and how he's the best quarterback in football right now and on a trajectory to be one of the best of all time. He spoke out. He was one of the first faces in that video about Colin Kaepernick. And I know that Colin Kaepernick's not back in the league, but the idea that a black quarterback who can obviously – avoid this conversation if he wants to like they that opportunity is presented to him time and time again and he does not and that's an example to everyone else and players like Lamar Jackson who are willing to be outspoken and fight for players right like all of these players in the league and it's not just the black players it's the white players also like the league is in so much better place because of the players and if only the players like really understood but it there and there is a vested it. interest in making sure you don't realize it. everything you have you have because somebody that look like you <laughs> sacrifice that's why you have it um <laughs> You want to lead the union? No. <laughs> I don't even pay my dues. Um, what would the... You, you, you're, you're older now. You have a family. You've been married. You've lived in various places. You've seen the world. What would the um, uh, adult you tell the rookie you, the wide-eyed, the wide-eyed, euphemist, the wide-eyed yeah, right. kid that would walk in Philly? What, what, what would you tell you? Uh, have as much fun as you can. Oh, no, that, you, that's a different conversation. That's an off-camera <laughs> conversation. My bad, my bad, my bad. That's for when the cameras go off. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think the most important thing is to get as many different experiences as possible. And we are so focused and we're celebrating. I did a bunch of ESPN stuff today mm-hmm. celebrating Tom Brady's career. And sure. his career deserves to be celebrated Absolutely. because it was great. Absolutely. And part of the reason why it was so great was because it appeared to me that nothing else was more important than football to him. And that's fine. If you can be Tom Brady, not everybody can be Tom Brady. And I know that having all these other experiences, the tough thing about being a player in professional sports is your skills aren't applicable anywhere else. So if you don't hit that home run and it just goes back to like the the challenge for being a player versus in the ownership class. If you are a player and you play three to four years, then the league minimum goes up and you're out of the league and your experience I mean, set you up to be a bouncer? Like, what, right. it, you are in a tough situation. Right. So, like, one of the things that I did, and I would encourage all the players to do that, is get involved in the union as much as possible. Like, that helped open my mind to how many other opportunities there were out there in the world. Get involved in community things, obviously. And also, like, when you have time, one of the things that we negotiated was for a longer offseason. Sure. Use that offseason to go do something else. It'll make you a better football player. Yeah. It'll make you a better person. It'll make you a better husband and I, father. I just, I, I dig talking to you, but I, I, I'd say this. I want you to understand this. I truly want you to understand this. And I, 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 most of the men who are on that football field go to the finest institutions of higher learning in the world. It is not their physical attributes. It is their minds. And when you understand that your mind is the most valuable piece of real estate on the face of the earth, they can't beat you. They can't. It is not your body. Your body will fail you way before your mind does. You know, you 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 are here not because uh, your your phys- your you, you you may think that because you hurt yourself you're here, but your mind was ready. Yeah. And these maybe I'm just you know I got a GED so who am I to say? <laughs> But if you go to college, drop by a class every once yeah. in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it ain't no. got to be the new school, but it can be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Dominique, Dominique uh, Foxworth. Be sure to check out his new podcast, the Dominique Foxworth Show. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back after this. 
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Well, that is our show for this evening. But before we go, please consider supporting the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. They're a nonprofit that improves the mental health services for black communities. Now, if you want to support them in their work, please donate to the link below. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.